check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Nate, and this is Dummy with the Details, episode 22. Uh, in this episode, uh, we talked about last week we were going to do a, uh, a movie review episode this week, um, and we're going to be doing it on the Book of Eli. Last week, we were talking about, and I don't remember what brought it up, but we were talking about how the Bible could be used as like a, a double-edged sword. You know, it could be used... Um, for good or for bad, and you know the book of Eli, the book of Eli, I think did a really good job of representing that. And it's funny this past week, this past week I was uh, I was playing uh, I was playing GTA, and uh, so you know I was I was stealing cars and robbing casino, and all the people that I was playing with, we got into a discussion about God and the Bible, and it's really funny that that even came up to begin with. But we were talking about how. Um, I mean, it, it was it was just kind of like a really organic conversation. There wasn't any like, uh, you know, it, I don't I don't even remember how it all came up. I really don't. But we were we were sitting around. We were talking about how, um, you know, one one kid asked. He's like, you know, where does if if everything has to be created, well, where does God come from? And it's like, well, that's that's the point. Is like, God wouldn't have to be created. You know, that's what makes him God. It's like, what would you call a being that is outside of time, outside of space, can create and destroy matter, and was never created himself? What would you call that? God, right? So, you know, and then we started getting into the Bible itself. Like, you know, where do all these ancient texts come from? And, like, I think there's a, we'll probably get later, we'll probably get deeper into it later in the in the review. Um, but, you know, it, the, the Bible itself is a, is a, it's a, for one, just from like a, a physical in the world standpoint, it's an amazing piece of art and take the information from that and apply it to your life. And it, 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 it will, what, what was the verse? What was the verse? It's a, uh, I mean, the Bible does what it says it'll do. It'll transform. And that's exactly what it does. And like the book of Eli, the book of Eli from a, from a, like a world secular view, like the directors, I watched some of the behind the scenes on it. Um, you know, they weren't, they weren't too, they said that they used, they could have used any book, any like religious book and they would have gotten their point across that they were trying to get a point across. But I think they had to use the Bible because of how powerful those ancient texts are. So we're going to be getting into that this week. So time for the movie review. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. It's showtime, folks. It's showtime. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Welcome to the real world. Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're a wizard, Harry. I'm your huckleberry. They call me Mr. Tibbs. All right, so... Further movie review, I think we had kind of have to get into, you know, the very beginning of the movie. So the movie starts out, it's a post-apocalyptic world, 
you find out later throughout the movie um, that there was a war that happened. Um, they don't tell specifically what the war was over, but you can tell like from the scenery and everything, it was some type of nuclear fallout, which I think is a good representation of like what what the. <sighs> Here's the thing. I'm sure the directors probably weren't thinking about it as deep as I was. Um, just because, you know, as Christians, when the Bible is the main focus of the movie, you kind of, you do, you think about it a lot more and deeper than maybe even what the directors were even trying to get across. But what, what I thought about the, what I thought about it to begin with was, you know, with nuclear fallout, what happens is, is one country sends a nuke. And then in retaliation, they send a nuke, and then they send a nuke, and then they send a nuke, and the whole world burns for it, right? And that's a, I think that's a good representation, and that's something that the Bible also teaches, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And by not sticking to those types of guidelines, the whole world fell apart. So, um, hi guys. <laughs> so, funny that you say that, because the, the producers actually left that up and or interpretation. So left the, what? The whole post-apocalyptic world, like oh. how it happened. So they put in the little cues, like um, how Mila Kunis, the the main girl in mm-hmm. it, um, how she said the sun came through to the earth. So oh. that's destroying the ozone layer. And you see throughout the movie that the craters, the different craters and things. So um, yeah, yeah, good uh, thing you said that. The 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 point that I was trying to get across was though is that it's a good representation of going like I said like I doubt that the that the directors and everybody were thinking this deep about it but it's like if you didn't if if you applied if everyone in the world had applied what the Bible itself had taught there would be no nuclear fallout an eye for an eye the whole world goes blind right and, and that's not in the Bible but it's it's you know uh do unto others as you would have them do unto you it's like i don't want i don't want the whole world to burn so i'm not going to send a nuke right and I, I don't know if they tried to if they were trying to get that across i thought about that and i thought that was a good representation um but yeah so there's nuclear fallout and the main character it starts out as you know him hunting and like you know there's which is funny, like, there's parts of it where it's, like, completely nuclear fallout, like, he's wearing a gas mask, he's got nuclear ash falling on top of him, and then, like, other parts of the world, like, they're just kind of just got, like, bandanas over their face and stuff, like, I don't know, there's some, I notice a lot of inconsistencies in the movie, like, a lot of plot holes. Yeah, but the the movie in whole, what, what do you rate it as? as okay, so... Maybe we'll do that at the end. Maybe we'll do it at the end because we got we to gotta go over a lot, okay? And I think by going over it a lot, we'll actually get a true rating, okay? So the it starts out there. He, he's hunting. It shows how, you know, how pretty much the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie is just kind of showing how he maneuvers through the world. And I also noticed this is something else that I noticed. It's a good thing the movie started when he was almost to the end because – I'm assuming he was coming from the East Coast, right? And if he's coming from all the way from the East Coast, that would have been a really long movie. Well, and he maybe said a good that movie. he was traveling for 30 years, if you if you heard that in the movie. He, he said he was traveling yeah, for 30 years? Yeah, so he, yeah, he probably years. started somewhere on the East Coast. 
and, you know, nuclear fallout running into gangs and all types of stuff. Which I think that's when um, the nuclear war actually happened because they talk about that, too. Yeah, but that was something else that I noticed. How is there how is their kids? OK, like their one dude said he hadn't seen one of these since the 90s. Right. So. And, well, this takes place in 2040. 2040. I believe so. Yeah, I think. It, so if it's 2040, how many years is that? From the like, 90s, 50 years. Yeah, so, like, okay, yeah, there's going to be some kids that don't know how to read and write, but it's, like, I, that dude, the, the the older people don't remember anything. Like, I don't know. There's, there's, some, there's some inconsistencies yeah. in the movie. And, honestly, it does bring the rating down for me a little bit. So the film is set in 2043. Okay. And this guy says he hasn't seen that since the 90s, so that's right. 53 years. Yeah, I'm assuming. I have trouble with understanding, like, why these people don't know how to read and write. I understand you went through war, but you don't pass that yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. Then. Well, but here's the thing is, like, I'm assuming, like, like the character, like, Mila Kunis was, she was probably a baby when, like, nuclear fallout yeah, happened. So they, like, they would have never learned, like, they would have never went to school. They would have never learned how to read or write or anything like that. But it's like, other people don't know how to read and write, too? What? Right. Like I don't know, there's some there's some major inconsistencies that I noticed, but for the plot line, it has it makes it continue and it makes it a good movie overall. I think. Um, so where was I at? He was traveling through. He's going to the West Coast. Yeah. Um. So as he's traveling along the way, he runs into you know uh like a gang of bikers or whatever, um and like. You know, one one thing that I like that they did in the movie is, you know, because because he was like a man of God and, you know, he knew his he knew his scripture and he put it into how he could maneuver through this new world that he's living in, but still stay true to his faith and, you know, uh, his beliefs and whatnot, like uh, in the in the fight scene where he's in the bar, like, you know, he does the. I'm pretty sure it's the verse that they read, like, when you're going to do, like, a a funeral or whatever, but, like... Well, do you want to get into it? We have that YouTube video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's it at? That was my cat. Okay, so the the fight scene, the, the way we got to the fight scene was, was... He he finally he fights these bikers and you know he's on his way and he finally makes it to this town. The town is run by the bikers essentially. I don't know if it was a different gang or whatever, but it, it's run by you know other other groups of hooligans, right? So he shows up. A, he shows up in this town. He stops to charge his iPod, which I thought that was kind of like if you're on a mission, you got to stop and charge your iPod, but whatever. Uh, well, that's the little things that he has in life that he enjoys. Yeah, but, okay, he passed someone getting robbed, but stopped to charge his iPod. Like, there's things like that that make the movie kind of inconsistent in, like, his, in his journey. You know, it's like, he'll, he won't stop to help someone getting robbed, but he will stop to charge his iPod. But if you remember... Like, he, he was on top of that building when he watched those people yeah. being robbed and murdered. But then he, eventually he went down and he fought them. 
Yeah, yeah. Eventually, so he stops. He stops and he charges his iPod. And as he's waiting for his iPod, he the the guy, the the keep or whatever, tells him that there's a bar across the street. He's like, "No, I'll just wait here." Well, he's like, "Do they got water?" So he goes over. And he goes to trade some water or trade some things for water. That, that was another cool thing that they did in this movie. I like post-apocalyptic movies because I like to see people's interpretations of like how they think the future is going. There's not too many futuristic movies where things turn out good. Yeah. I've noticed that. But um, he stops at this bar, and you know, it, I don't know. We 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 just got to watch it. It's it's probably it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Eh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Fine specimen. I saw you knock him off the bar. No, I kind of shoot him. I didn't really knock him. You raised your hand at him. Okay, like one of the reasons why Denzel Washington is one of my favorite actors is my favorite actor is he always like he kind of plays the same character in a lot of movies, but kind of like a lot of other famous actors do like Nicolas Cage is always the same actor in every movie. Samuel Jackson is pretty much the same. And I've gotten to this argument with people, but Samuel L. Jackson plays the same character in every movie. It's like, oh, he was the dude in Star Wars, but he was also the dude Snakes on a Plane. It's like, yeah, but it's he's playing the same guy, just a little bit more calm. I don't know. Um, Denzel Washington, he always plays like this super smooth, like, real upstanding, honorable, like, characters. You know? Except for Training Day. but <laughs> And the out of time. You're stepping on your point. Yeah, he overall though he does he yeah. plays like a this like honorable man. Movies, movies. Okay, especially before like two thousand and thirteen, two thousand and fourteen. A lot of movies were made like movies made for dudes, and Denzel Washington was one of those dudes that played that. Like, okay, now we got like uh, what's the dude who plays uh, Aquaman? What's his name? Really, you got to look this up. I'm stupid. Why do you got to look this up? Who plays Aquaman? Jason Momoa. Wow. You don't know that? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so, like, he's the, he's, like, the new guy. He's the new dude, dude movie guy, right? Him and The Rock and, like, well, The Rock, even The Rock. The Rock was the dude movie at one point. Mm-hmm. Walking Tall, all of those. Anyway, Sam. We're talking about really good movies, like heartfelt movies. It's always Denzel Washington. Yeah. Uh... Man on Fire for sure. Mm-hmm. Like in that in his the way he portrayed that character, another like yeah, he had a lot of character faults overall, but like the way that Denzel Washington portrays his character, it's always in a yeah, American Gangster too. Another, it's like he plays he plays such he plays the character so well and so upstanding, and it's like. I'm fully in on whatever he's trying to do. Yeah, whatever, whatever the he's got. Actors, hands down. I got your back. All right, yeah. It won't happen again, I promise you. And Martz, but another drink, huh? Yeah. That cat's been coming in here for two years. It's got more right to be here than you. I don't want any trouble. Racist. Well, that's too bad. Because you can't. Yeah, that right there. That right there. It, it, he plays, like, look at that. Look where I have it freezed. 
even in character, like he just slammed this dude's face down on the on the counter, busted out all of his front teeth, but yet he keeps his composure through the entire thing. And what I think about Denzel Washington and the character he portrays, he's not doing it to be hurtful or be aggressive or anything he's literally just a man on a mission with his eyes straight forward look his eyes are directly he's not even he doesn't even want to acknowledge like i don't know if see here's the thing like i don't know if directors think this deep about stuff but it's like he keeps his eyes focused he doesn't want to deter away like he blocks himself from no he knows the pain he's inflicting but he's not actually I don't know if you know this or remember this, but no, 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 no. Hold on, he, you can't, you can't, you can't do that yet. The very end for the people who haven't watched it, what makes this movie so good is the very end. Okay, the very end of it, it was what brings this the cherry on top that makes it a full Sunday. Um, what was I saying? About him staying focused. Yeah, staying focused. He knows the pain he's going to inflict, and he and he doesn't he doesn't enjoy it. It's something that he knows he has to do, right? And I think like this, the whole fight scene and the bar scene in this kind of portrays that, you know. I know who you are, murderer of innocent travelers on the road. You are going to be held to account for the things you've done. Do you know that? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Listen to that. You are going to be held to murderer of innocent travelers on the road. Oh, yeah, because this was the dude who was robbing those people at the beginning. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. You are going to be held to account for the things you've done. Do you know that? Do you know that? It's okay. I'm going to grab my things. I'm going to walk out of here. All right, brother? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to. He slammed his head things. so hard. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. Right but now. here's the funny thing is that he said, okay, I'm going to let him go. But then, like, <laughs> yeah, watch. Falls to the ground. Look, this is why Denzel is one of the greatest actors ever. It's the subtleties in his character that makes it so... Uh, he... He doesn't, he's not, he's not, he knows he's in trouble, but he's not panicked. He knows it's like, okay, what do I got to do to get out of this situation? He looks for his bag. He knows he's, he's like, I'm going to try to leave. I'm going to try to leave. Okay. (laughs) They all surround him. I would have. I would have just told him. I was like, he already said I, we were good. We were already good. Yeah. Cursed be the ground for our sake. 
both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for us. For out of the ground we were taken for the dust we are. And to the dust we shall return. Come oh. on. Come on. So and good. he does great monologues. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's obviously from the Bible, but it's like the way he put, he does his monologues are amazing. Are amazing. Now before we get into this fight scene, um did you know that he um he actually performed all his own stunts? He did all of his own, stunts, his own stunts. How old is Denzel Washington right now? Look that up. 50 something. This came out in 2010. Yes. How old is Denzel Washington? Yeah. 58. Um, how old is Denzel? No, no, no. Just look up age of Denzel Washington. Yeah. Um, He's 60. 67? Now. Black don't crack. I'm telling you, black <laughs> don't crack. Sixty seven. How? When did Book of Eli come out? Two thousand ten. So eleven years ago, so he was fifty. So he's fifty. About fifty-five. Yeah, about fifty-five when he. Yeah. 55, I mean, he looks pretty good. Look up a recent image of Denzel Washington. Just click on images. Click, click on images. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, he's starting. To look, wow, oh. he still looks good. Is that a new picture? I was gonna say, I think that's Denzel Washington now. <laughs> well, anyways, he performed his own stunts and in like preparation, he lost fifty pounds for it, and um, he studied under the martial arts Bruce Lee, or not Bruce Lee, but um, I'm saying Bruce Lee was that. Dart and Asanto. What he studied under Bruce Lee's protege. Oh, Santa. one of his, like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So he did his own stunts. I was impressed. Another good reason why Denzel Washington is one of the greatest. Is there any. Oh, it's, it's the fight scene. It's the fight scene. Okay, yeah. There's another thing. Like, this is definitely not a movie for kids. Like, there's heads and arms flying places. Like, this is not a movie for kids. If, you know. You're okay with that? This is a great movie. A great, if you're okay with the heads and arms flying places, this is a great movie. Yeah, no, no. Okay. The where where is it? Yeah, he's about to. Yeah, right here. She comes back from getting water. Right, Mila Kunis. Right, Mila Kunis is the essentially like the main villain's stepdaughter. Yeah, stepdaughter. Right. And so you know, she's supposed to be you know this nice innocent. What I noticed is she's the only one with nice teeth in the movie. (laughs) Everybody else has got jacked up, dirty teeth. Well, she's she's living with basically he's the keeper of the how does she have pearly white teeth when they found a bottle of shampoo and it was like the greatest thing on earth (laughs) doesn't make sense there's some major inconsistencies in this movie but still a good movie okay i what i what i noticed about that and i thought it was weird because it's like why would you stop 
right then. It's like, what does she got to do with you getting out of this situation? It's like you just stopped the whole the whole getting. She's young in this, and, and to think that he just cut several people's heads <laughs> off, and then like, oh, this girl. Just I had it. that machete too. You know that <laughs> I had that machete. I went and found that machete because of this movie. It's a good movie. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know why we needed to finish that. Um because you wanted to say shut up, Meg. No, I didn't. I thought I thought it was gonna I thought the main villain was gonna come in. Um So yeah, so whole fight scene happens. Um Then he ends up spending the night. Yeah. Which we have a debate about that. Okay, Sadie. He tells okay, so after after Mila Kunez comes in, shuts down the whole the whole him escaping, right? Uh she stops the whole fight. The main character or the main villain comes in, offers him is this No. Yeah, pull up that. Pull up that. We won't have to argue about it. I'll show you where he says it's not a choice told me not to put that one in no now we're doing it now we're doing it because you want to bring it up we're gonna bring it up uh what did we look for earlier okay I think it's click on that. Click on it. Click on this. Ah, no, that's not. Ah. This is after the big fight scene. So just explain it. Okay, so me and Sadie are having a debate whether on if he was forced to stay after that fight scene. So after he, the fight scene, he goes up to the. Um, Leader of the town, right. Carnegie. Where he tries to recruit him. Right. He says, I need men like you. I'm just starting out my town, and I could use somebody like you. Denzel yeah. Washington refuses. So I'm not interested. Carnegie- he says, why don't you stay the night? And I'll give you some water. I'll bring you in a girl. Okay. If you have five, six, seven dudes around you with guns, and somebody makes you an offer like that, I'm sorry. He was just in a bar fight with several men, okay. and cut now their they heads got off. now they got guns on him. It's not a bar fight anymore. The main villain is in the room. He's having. He's giving. He's telling him, "Why don't you stay the night?" It's a nonchalant way of being like, "You're not going anywhere." And the bodyguard says, "The bodyguard says it's not a choice because the bodyguard himself, the bodyguard himself, I'm assuming." was given that same type of scenario. He was given the option, and when he denied it, something happened. You know what assuming does? Yeah. What does it make out of me and you? Well, I'm taking some creative liberties here. (laughs) And then Denzel follows up and says... There's always a choice. That doesn't mean that he could have walked out of the room right then. Denzel could have. No. No, he couldn't have. Next. Of course the hero is going to say something nice and poetic. You want to keep this up? Put the gun down. <laughs> Put the gun down. 
Um, so where are we at in this movie? I feel like we jumped all around now. Yeah, so he goes up. He says, I'm not interested. He go, he gets put in the room. Mila comes in. She, he prays with her. Right. She was sent there to, you know, as a as a token of, uh, what's the word? Trying to convince him. Yeah, he's trying to bribe him to stay with women and food and, like, all of this, right? Uh, because, you know, Eli is a, is a man of God. He, you know, he's on a man with a mission. He's not getting distracted by those things. Um, she finds out that he has a book. Right. She is so, like, excited. She wants to read it. So, they sit down. They pray. Then the night's over. He goes, or she goes back to, you know, where her living quarters. She sits down with her mom. Her mom is blind. Um, which is a very important key through through this movie. Um, so she I, goes. I don't know how they got into praying, but the girl prayed with because he was because he had the food, and they were gonna he was gonna split it with her. He said this is something the old folks used to do is share, and so they sit down at the table, and he mm, and gives her, and the then he food. says we're gonna say grace or something like that, and so they pray. And she had never did anything like that. Well, she didn't know. She, she didn't know what it was. It. And so, which I think is a major plot hole yeah. because it's like no, there, nobody had religion after the apocalypse. Right. Like the dude would live through the nineties. Like of course he knows what praying and religion is. It's like how did she? Uh, I guess there are people today I who think, don't know that. I think but in a post-apocalyptic world, you would be more religious. You know what I mean? That, uh, that's what you rely on. Okay. One thing that they Unless pointed they out, think. one thing that they pointed out in the beginning, and it, it verse came to me when I watched it, is he's he's on he's on the in the beginning he's walking and he comes across um, this house and he walks into the house and he kicks like he opens up the door and there's a dude who had hung himself in like at like in the closet and the verse came to me is they'll seek for death and they won't find it right it's like. People in the end, when it's all down to the end, I think there, there's going to be two options. There's going to be the people who do the right thing and they create a community and they live happy. And then there's other people who are just going to be just complete wild, wild. just yeah. wild. No, no sense of morality, no sense of, you know, right. direction or anything like that. How did we get to that? <laughs> she's sitting and praying with him right right he yeah he kind of like realizes like where did you because because okay so eli has a book right throughout the beginning you find out that the main villain is looking for books and every book that he finds like he burns it yeah it's not the book he burns it and like that that's a shows like a little bit more of his character he's he's not looking to raise people up he's not he's looking to control them with the information that he has so that way you know he can manipulate the people and he, well, he says it throughout the the movie that the bible holds yeah yeah, yeah. we got that we got that right where's that at right here why why do you want the book yeah why does he want the book and, and, and uh, uh, this scene i don't know if it'll describe it the book is a weapon that one, we might have to watch that one next. cock it cock the gun all got done strong. <laughs> Is that thing loaded? I don't think it's loaded. One way to find out. 
Look, I need that book. I mean, I want the book. And you, if you make me choose, I'll kill you. I'll take the book. Hold on, we gotta we gotta get a little bit farther ahead to where he actually talks about why he wants it. I grew up with it. Okay. I know its power. If you read it, then so do you. That's why they burned them all after the war. Hey, man. Yeah, so that it gives a little bit of an indication of more of like, but I don't understand why in a like a nuclear fallout they would be burning books other than like. Whoever won the, the war. Maybe that's why the nuclear war happened over religion and they end up. Oh, you know what? I think I do remember reading something about that, that religion and like, you know, people's different points of view is what caused the whole fallout to happen. I think I do remember reading something about that. Hold on. Imagine how, uh, how different, how righteous this little world could be if we had the right words for our faith. Well, people would truly understand why they're here and what they're doing, and they wouldn't need any other uglier motivations. Okay, so like that right there. It, he's trying to use, he knows that the Bible is such like a a, a key into, into reality. And we could have, for the people who aren't religious and don't believe in the Bible, this movie is probably stupid. But it's like, okay, th- this proc this podcast probably this and this episode specifically probably won't be for you but it's like this villain knows that the bible is such a key to how we walk in reality that it changes the way that people think it changes the way that it transforms right Mm -hmm. he wants to use it to transform into it into a whole new world in his image instead of letting people get the information and having a true relationship with God and understanding the words that are being wow I I need to start saving verses so that way I can pull them up but it's like he wants to he wants to create the world in his image right Eli wants to bring bring the Bible and have it essentially mass printed and given back out to the people so that way it could be saved and, you know, bring a better new reality, right? Right. He, um, Carnegie wants, wants the power. He wants, he wants the power. Eli wants, well, here they say it. They, they both want the same thing essentially, but from two different perspectives. Carnegie wants it for his right own evil. Yeah. Well, listen. That book hidden away, it's meant to be shared with others. It's meant to be spread. That we- you know what? This could be a good representation of the old church and the new church. The old church, I mean, this is exactly what the Catholic church did. They took those ancient texts, right? And they only gave it to the people uh, uh, in power so that way they could control the masses. And that itself is one of the biggest reasons why people have a problem with Christianity and religion as a whole is because of the Catholic Church and what they did and how they manipulated the masses into only having the information that they wanted. This could be a good representation of that. All my heart and soul. I, I stopped it right. It's to be shared with others. It's to be spread. Is that what you want? All my heart and soul. I always believed that 
I'd find a place where this book belonged, where it was needed. I haven't found it yet. Which, I don't know, like, I guess... I don't know. I guess it's a, he's a man on a mission. His he's mission isn't man, to stop and help of- every person. His mission is to to deliver God's word, essentially, right? right? He's walking by faith. I mean, I think yeah, that's and, and that's the whole point of this movie and, and all is the movie is not a movie about religion. It's a movie about faith. It does show the value of religion. And, you know, because, like, you know, he uses the verses and uh, as tools to help him guide guide him through his journey so you know there's definitely that religious aspect of how he reads the bible and how he prays every day there's three three main reasons for one being faith two being for the value of religion i mean it shows throughout the whole the whole book look at his town what what he's doing the he's going out killing and destroying and and then the third thing is the preservation of knowledge but I think those first two things are very important: faith and um, like the I value said at the religion. beginning, the the um, the directors they said that they could have used any book. They said they could have used any book, so they weren't going after the Bible specifically. They, they and at the end, when when Eli does end up delivering the book, spoiler alert, we didn't get to that point, but it's like when he does end up delivering the book, the Bible is put on on the shelf next to the the Torah and the Quran and other things, and so you know. It shows the value of religion and, and, and the aspect of, like, you can look at all of these ancient texts and you can apply them to your life. But I think the reason they went with the Bible is because the Bible does something even more than what the what the Quran teaches and what what the, you know, the Torah and the Bakrigavita or whatever it is. You know, it has it has a it has a stronger effect and. Yeah, it has a stronger effect on your life. Well, the originally um, Denzel took this position because he enjoyed the first couple scripts that were were um, yeah were well, introduced. Denzel, and then, the, and then they wanted to change it into like more of a fighting movie. But Denzel and his son became co-producers, and they decided to keep <laughs> spirit the spiritual aspect of it. Yeah, well, Denzel so Denzel's a very religion. spiritual man. Yeah, he's the son of a minister. Is he? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, what was I saying before that? So we're we're in this whole fight scene. No, we're past the fight scene. Yeah, he's he's starting to leave now from the fight scene. Yeah. Okay. So he's about to leave. He's about to leave the town, and he gets into a whole another shootout. Right? Bullets. Like, there's no way. There's no I way that the how man. He did not get shot. <laughs> Yeah, but like that's the thing is like for this movie there there's definitely that spiritual aspect of it. It's like okay, if you're going to watch this movie you have to you have to at least entertain the movie and believe in God in that sense, right? You have to believe that there is some type of higher power that's making, you know, that's protecting. That's that's protecting him, that's guiding him and at the end of the movie Right. You'll see like why this is so why this is so cool is he he gets into this fight scene. Bullets are flying. I mean, he literally one bullet flies off his shoulder. Another one hits his book bag, pretty much takes out the whole the whole town with with this with the one gun scene. Right. 
the main uh, villain's like sidekick, what, what henchman, his main henchman. They he's about to he's about to shoot Denzel, right? He's about I to shoot. Understand that part. because that's the thing is the whole the whole thing about his side character is he was a good man that was corrupted by the world, and he saw that Eli even in this terrible new world was able to stand up for what he believes in and was a man of faith that he knew like I can't do that to him and when that dude dies at the end it also shows like okay because throughout the movie you think this dude's a scumbag he's a creep he's trying to get Mila Kunis but I think he was actually trying to protect her because he realized that that dude the main villain what's his name Carnegie Carnegie wants to the closer he gets, the closer he gets to his goal, the more the man loses it, right? It, 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 and that could be that could be that whole spiritual aspect too. Is like God knew the destruction that he was going to be trying to use, and like it, he just he kept falling apart. Man gets shot at one point, and all of that. So it's like, um, yeah. So that the whole side character of the of the sidekick, it's to show like. A good man was corrupted in this new world, but it's kind of his own fault. Like, it's kind of his own fault. He said in that scene, like, you don't really have a choice. Mm. Denzel says to him, you always have a choice. So he's he's about to leave the city. Dude has his gun drawn on him, and he can't shoot him. And Denzel walks off into the desert, right? And so they start chasing him. Uh, well... No, he he runs out and then he's he, followed. Right, by Mila. Mm-hmm. Mila finds him and says, I can take you to the water or whatever. So she takes him to the thing. He locks her in there. Another major plot hole. We talked about this. Yeah. Another major plot hole is he locks her in the thing. Then a couple scenes later, she shows up again. Doesn't explain. First off, it didn't explain how he got out of the out of the hotel room he was locked in to begin with so that's plot hole number one plot hole number two is it doesn't show how she got out okay if the guards let her out the guards would have questioned her hey why are you locked in this arm water supply room what's she gonna say like oh i showed him where our water was and then he betrayed me and locked me in here it's like they'd kill her right or at the very least lock her in a room or something yeah, I don't know. How, I don't remember how she gets out. And, exactly. And following him again. Exactly. They don't show it. It's just a plot hole. So she, she ends up exca- escaping. She again. ends up escaping. Right. Ends up meeting up with him. Um, Comes did, along to the travelers that are um, tricking her. Remember that whole. The- oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so she's at the beginning of the movie. Denzel uh, is walking along the journey and there's like this little scam yeah hijackers that like did the scheme that they got going on right there's a woman that needs help people stop and then when people are helping to stop four other goons hop out and you know kill them take all their stuff well eli he said uh the good thing about this new world is that there's no soap i can smell you guys from you know a mile away or something like that (laughs) right and that's just another cool thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's Denzel Washington that makes things cool or it's just like the writers know like Denzel do like a good job. I don't know. But yeah. it's just it's, he's a great actor. Um, So so she's there. She's getting taken over by the goons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Denzel hears, comes back and rescues her. Right. So he turns around. He uh, 
saves her. They start walking. Um, he hunts for some food. Um, they talk a little bit more about the Bible in that one scene. Do yeah. we have that scene? No? Um, then what happens? So they come up to the cannibal. Oh yeah, right. So then after after they sp- after they spend the night in like this I don't know, it's like some type of nuclear like abandoned facility or something like that. They go um they find this house along the way and uh when they stop, they knock on the door and all of a sudden the trap door falls out from underneath them. That's and- scary. I feel like they could have broke their legs. I was worried that they had spikes underneath. The first time that I watched it, I thought there were spikes underneath there cuz that's what I mean, that would be yeah. smart. Except you would kill every person that knocks on your door. <laughs> That's kind of the point in a post-apocalyptic world. And yeah, cannibals. Was, I don't know. Like you don't. You're not expecting anybody that you <laughs> care about to show up. Like, I don't, but I guess there's no spikes at the bottom. So maybe. Um. So they show up at the house. Maybe you told them they were cannibals already. Yep. So they show up, um, and. In this world, people are the way that they find out if somebody is a cannibal or not, right? They have they have like the shakes. I don't know if you know this, but that's actually real. It's called uh, Kuru's disease. Um, it's caused by when people eat human brains or spinal columns. The first symptoms is shaking limbs. If you're going to eat somebody, why would you eat the brain or the spinal column? If I'm going to eat somebody, thigh, thighs, upper arm, like shoulder butt, area, yeah. butt. The glutus maximus, <laughs> make a roast. Uh, a rump roast. A rump roast. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they go and they find out that these people are cannibals. Luckily, um, because they're cannibals, right? They've killed a bunch of people and they have a stockpile of like all of these people's guns oh, and everything. They sat down to have tea, was right? And blood? she was shaking. No. No, no, no. It looked like dark coffee, like it was mixed with something, and and they were they did not like it. I don't think so. If oh, it was, that's, that's disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, but like she's shaking while she's drinking the coffee mm-hmm. and whatever. But like I said, because they're cannibals, they killed a bunch of people. They have a stockpile of guns, which is lucky because main villain shows up in like four armored vehicles, a big turret gun, and everything. Like he first takes, off, they take out Carnegie takes. Out that house. Like, this shows how much this man wants, like, the Bible in this book. Because, like, he's wasting a ton of resources. Like, mm-hmm. he says, we barely even have enough gas. Do you want to chase her? Like, all of this. Like, he's he's wasting a ton of ammo. He's wasting, you know, resources. It shows how important it is to yeah. him. And so, you know, like I said, uh, Eli, because they got a bunch of guns, they're able to, to fight off at least for a little bit. Um, Mila gets captured and he walks out and he tells him, you know, if you don't give me the book, I'm going to kill her. So he tells, he tells him where the book is. He goes, the main, uh, like the sidekick goes and gets the book out of the back of the TV, comes back out. Um, and then they shoot, they shoot Eli and a cool thing that I thought about was, like, even in that moment when it's a point-blank range, like, he was protected, like, to where he was shot in the stomach. Your chances of survival getting shot in the stomach are a lot higher than getting shot in the chest or something like that. So it's like, even then, like, he was still protected. Uh, 
they take Mila, they start heading back, she fights off, and what I was talking about with that uh the henchman, right? She he, he's in the she's in the back seat, he's in the front passenger seat, and somebody else is driving. She wraps the thing around the driver's neck, they crash, right? And, I don't know where she got this fight, like <laughs> I mean it's a post apocalyptic world. She's probably got it in yeah, I guess like, some you know. Training. Yeah, so um Kills dude. Well, but here's the thing is he puts Eli's machete on the on the front of the dashboard, right? Oh, when they get that. into the crash when they get into the crash, right, and she starts to try and run, she looks over and he's in the passenger seat with the machete through his through his chest, mm-hmm. right? What that scene what that scene shows is he looks at her, right, mm-hmm. and he knew that if he pulled that out of his chest she would have something to protect herself with. And so he got out of the vehicle and got on his knees and looked up to show, like, I'm going to – the very last thing I do, I'm going to make sure, like, it was honorable and, like, it was – like, the first time you watch that movie, you're you're confused on, like, the whole plot of him. But like. He you, they, they, he they, 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 they did that on purpose. They tried to make him look like that – like a creep, like a weird, like bad guy. But Mm -hmm. it's like – it shows a character, like a side character almost, of like how he how he wanted to die honorable. Like he was a right. man corrupted. Like I said, he was a man corrupted by this world. Um, what's that? So um, after she gets away, she ends up coming back. And that's the part where he said, do we even go after her because we don't have enough gas? Yeah, and he leaves her. So he goes back. He has the book at this point because right. he takes it from Eli yeah. Eli gives it up for her. Yeah, so we're coming we're coming down to the very final scenes of the movie, right? We're coming down to the very final scenes. Uh main guy, he has the book, right? But it's it, it's like a old leather bound book, right? You have to have a key to unlock it. So, luckily, he couldn't open it when right away. Right away cuz if he would have, he would have just got Eli. But um so he takes the book, takes it back to takes it back to his facility. Right, Mila drives back because she stole the stole the one vehicle. Drives back to him, back to Eli, and he's not there. So she keeps looking for him, and she finds him just walking like in the direction he was still going, not even thinking about anything that's happened. Like he's just he's still a man on a mission. He's a man on a mission, right? Um. So she picks him up, and they're driving, and he says, "You smell that, right?" And she's like, "No." He's like it's the salt in the air. We're mm-hmm. close, so they get they get all the way to like San Francisco. They make it to like uh, Alcatraz Island. Didn't show how they got the boat. Another plot hole. <laughs> um, but they got the boat. They get there to the island. Hold on. And during this time, this is the Braille. Oh, uh, well, hold on. During this time, right? It's cutting back and forth. It's cutting back and forth between Eli getting to his destination and. Uh, Carnegie, the main villain, getting to his goal and opening the book, right? Now, uh, yeah, we can play this now. You can start anytime. Okay, no, I can't yet. Okay, so as he's getting to his destination, right, it cuts to Carnegie, and Carnegie, he, he brings in, um, he brings in the technician to finally unlock the book, and when he opens it. It's all written in Braille, 
right? And he's he and I love this, and she even says it like being so close to so close to your goal, but yet being so far. Um, and like I don't know, like that's just it's a I I just like when movies do stuff like that, and so she because her the Carnegie his wife or whatever she is to him at this time um is blind he's expecting her to know how to read it right so this is that scene right and and what's really cool about that is like you can tell on her face when he hands her the book and she puts her hands on the book she automatically knows and remembers like oh this is braille like i haven't seen a book like this in forever right and not only that she's smiling she's happy when she's reading the word right and we realize okay we forgot to mention because because her daughter isn't back she he carnegie didn't bring her back it's like you drove her away, like you mm-hmm. pushed her away, and now she's never coming back. And she knows that. So, like, she puts her hands on, she puts it on, and she realizes what it is, right? It's been so long, I don't remember. Slides it back to him. You have to. You might have to. Really? Oh, you have to, please. You're like... It doesn't hurt anymore. I can smell it. A cool thing that they do in this movie is they... The first time you watch it, you don't notice it, but because I watched it a couple of times, I noticed little subtle things that they do in the movie to show like how blind people can like hear better and they can smell better Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like just little tidbits like that. Just make the movie just a little bit better. You worked so hard for that book. You sacrificed so much, so many men. More than you could spare. Now all those people who were too scared to even say your name, they're downstairs tearing up the bar right now. Did you know that? And there's no one there to stop them. You know what else I think about this movie is really cool? Is that it takes the idea of people's goal like like what their goal is because usually like in movies like okay what's usually the main goal of movies money um you know stuff like that uh, material things right and this takes it and puts it in the in the aspect of one good man one bad man both have the same goal right and it's that person's individual choices that led them on the path of righteousness or destruction. Mm-hmm. They both had essentially the same goal, but their hearts weren't in the right place. Right. You know, I think that's another reason why I like this movie so much. There's so many different aspects and like ways you could think about it and make this such a good movie. 
feverish. I can't imagine what it must feel like to have what you want so close. It might as well be a million miles. <laughs> See, she said. Stop it! Are you leaving? Claudia? Claudia! Claudia! Yeah, see, this is another side character in this. You didn't, you won't really notice him too much, but it's just another character that shows like men corrupted by evil times. Like, it's just. Alright, yeah, I think the rest of the scene is just him, like, coming to grips and realizing, like, his downfall. Yeah, and, well, he's dying right here. Yeah, he's dying. So he, he gets, he finally gets the book. Finally gets it. he can't read it. And he dies. Alright, then it goes into, um, Eli's portion. Do we have the final scene of that? We should play the final scene of that. Hold on. Okay, top one. Okay, so this this scene is literally the next scene after the one we just watched, and it's just him. It was Carnegie looking over at, over his bar, and all of his men are going crazy. They've destroyed the whole bar, yada, yada, yada. This scene is showing when Eli has made it to his destination, and, you know, he's finally completed his goal. He tells him he, he only he has the, the book of the Bible. Right. So, oh, yeah, we didn't even explain that. Glad I got you. Um, so he shows up on the boat. Him and uh, Mila Kuna. What's her name in the movie? I don't know. I feel like She's it's Lorna or Salorna, Solana. Solana. Um, they show up in the boat, and he's you know the whole it's Alcatraz, and they got guards and everything on it. And he says, "I have the last copy of uh, the King James Version Bible," and so you know they let him in. And, uh, yeah, I think this is, I think this is where it talks about it. Shows his book bag and his machete. He's putting on fresh white clothes. No, 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 this isn't it. This isn't it. Well, I think this part is so beautiful because he says he gives, he asks for a stack of paper. Yeah. And he says, bring... Basically, you're gonna need a lot of it. You're gonna need a lot of it. So right? in the scene, Denzel's laying down, and he has a scribe there, and he's quoting the Bible word for word. He remembered the Bible. He 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 sits down, tells him bring bring a ton of paper, and he says, "Don't miss a single word." Right, and that's another. It's another little key factor in in the Bible itself, because like it talks about how you know. All things will pass away, but my words won't. And uh, obviously that's a, what do you call it? A paraphrase. But it's like, you know, there's stuff like that. It just makes this movie so much better. Um, so, yeah, so this is it. 
it pans out and it's him laying on a couch with the scribe and the scribe has got stacks and stacks and stacks of paper right and Denzel is just laying there reciting the whole thing dear Lord thank you for giving me the strength and the conviction to complete the task you entrusted to me and then, then then it's them printing out Bible right but the keys the key part in that and they never they never say it but as he tells him to bring the paper right it zooms in on his eyes and you see that the entire time his eyes his eyes are completely just glazed over they're completely glazed over and you find out that he was blind the entire time right which makes the movie so much more better it makes it so much better and then i realized that this movie is based on a true story it's based on but i cannot see i'm legally blind <laughs> that was perfect no but the movie the movie itself is 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 a really good movie if you're somebody that doesn't believe in religion or spirituality an overall rating of the movie probably like for you is probably gonna be like eh, as a six or a four or something like that something real low for me and for people who do like believe in religion and spirituality like this movie is definitely like as far as movies go definitely in my top definitely my top 10 yeah besides all the like little things that they could have fixed in it yeah it was a great movie like i didn't want it to end like i wanted she ends up leaving and going yeah and i didn't like that though i didn't like that they they tried to set it up for a sequel and it doesn't need a sequel the job is finished the job is finished the only way they could make it a sequel if it was like how are they going to transport all of these books to get it back like and and that's not going to make a good movie this movie's finished, and I don't like it when directors try to set it up for a sequel. They're trying to milk money out of people, and I don't like that. The way it ended for him was he completed his task. We for, You asked me, how did he die? We forgot that he was shot in the stomach. I even oh, said, I don't know. <laughs> he just It zooms out, and it's like his grave and whatever. It's like, yeah, he was shot in the stomach. And so I guess the whole entire time he's printing out the Bible, he's still dying. So he completes his task. He dies, and, you know, like I said, they put the Bible back on the shelf with, like, all of these other, like, religious and spiritual texts that hopefully when society is able to move forward, they can look back at these ancient texts and apply it to life and do things better, right? Like I said, if you're somebody that doesn't believe in, you know, the Bible or spirituality in general, like, you're not probably not going to like this movie, it's a great movie, whether you believe it or not. Is it, it though? Because if you're somebody that if you're somebody that doesn't believe in God, if you're somebody that doesn't believe in spirituality, and that you know faith guides people, it shows him being shows yeah. But that's the thing is like there's so many things where spirituality and God has to be inserted. It's like there's no way a man is going to survive getting shot at those many times without an external a man force. Of God. But that's what I'm saying. If you're not somebody that believes in that, it's like there's no way that makes sense. 
Yeah, but it just shows the the power of the Bible, the power of God. I think if the way if they were if if the directors were really trying to portray that it could have been any you know any type of religion, any type of whatever, they would have had to have made it a lot more realistic in the sense of like, oh, he's getting shot at. He's going to get shot a couple of times. You know, it, you have to insert that spiritual factor of how he's being protected, how he's being led. The entire movie, he's legally blind. Okay? He's legally blind. Play it. But I cannot see I'm legally blind. Yeah, he's legally blind. So it's like without the insertion of God, this movie makes no sense. So it's a very it's a very spiritual movie. It's a great movie. You it's watch. a movie. It's what the whole movie is really about is faith. The man is the man is guided by faith. He he he's on this journey because he believes. For one, he was taught he was taught it when he was growing up, right? But he also knows that when those words are applied to your life, it changes you and it can change the world, right? It transforms, which it, is a, a verse. In it the transforms. Bible. Overall rating of the movie, overall rating, I'm going to give it two different ratings. I'm going to give it my rating and just like movie overall rating, yeah. okay? Movie overall rating, like... Those, you got to take into account those fight scenes, though. Fight scenes were good. They were good. But it was his monologues and his yeah. acting in it that made those fight scenes so good. I'm going to say overall, I'm going to give that movie, because of the plot holes, um, I'm going to say a 7. I knew you were going to say that. I'm going to say a 7. They could have done things more better, but the story in itself, 10 out of 10 for me. The the acting was good. The storyline was really good. Um, Like... You know the scenery. It was a lot of CGI, but like I don't know, it portrayed it portrayed the post apocalyptic world yeah. pretty good. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but like it was all gray throughout the whole movie, and then yeah. once they reached San Francisco, oh, uh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's all green. Yeah, yeah I did true. notice that. I was like, oh, the coast, the coast has. I wonder why nobody like throughout the movie they said like there's nothing over there. Why would they say that? Well. Nobody, okay, you have to think. It's like, there's no, who would know? Who would know? It took, yeah. it took Denzel Washington 30 years to cross the United States to get there. It's like, nobody knows if anything's out there. Right. There's not radios. There's not anything like that. Okay. So, I'll say, yeah, my overall rating is seven. My personal rating, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a... 8.5. Really? 8.5. It's, it's, I can't, I can't take out some of those plot holes. Like, <laughs> if it wasn't for that, I, I would story probably, overall, story overall, 10 out of 10. Story overall, my personal rating, because I'm a religious person, I'm a spiritual person, I believe in God, I believe in faith, all of those things put into one movie, and not just like a, What's that dude from Left Behind? Look up that dude's actor or the actor's name. Uh, Left Behind actor. What's his name? Kirk Cameron. It's not a Kirk Cameron movie, right? It's a. It's. I'm not saying you know, like 
his movies are bad. Like they're just they're so they're so over the top with like it's good to have just a regular movie that also applies like good spiritual foundation. You know? This movie has, like I said, dudes getting their heads lopped off and arms lopped off, but it also is portraying such a good message. Like yeah. it's it's nice to take a step back from like your typical just like feel good movies. Does that make sense? Yeah. Denzel Washington, I didn't I mean, I knew he was like a, a spiritual person or whatever. I didn't know his dad was a pastor. Minister, yeah. Minister? What's the difference? I guess the same thing. Yeah. They're the same thing. She's got different titles. Uh, he was an ordained Pentecostal minister. Pentecostal. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. What would you rate it? Oh, I told you. 10 out of 10. You rated 10 out of 10? Yeah. Okay. What about overall movie? Overall, probably 8 out of 10. Yeah. 8? With mm-hmm. the plot twists and... Or not the plot twists. The different holes in the story. Yeah, if, if it wasn't for that, that, if it wasn't message, for that, I think yeah. I, I think I would have rated it a lot higher. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how did he get out of the room? How did she get out of the room? How did what was the other one? There was another one. Oh, how'd they find the boat? Where'd they get the boat? Right. It's like those are, and maybe they cut it out to make the movie shorter. Yeah, but it's like, it, give me the, the extended <laughs> version. <laughs> yeah. Because you would have made the movie a lot better. Well, I think that's the movie review. We we gave it we gave it our rating. We I feel like we did a pretty good representation of the movie. Not too bad. Yeah, we probably jumped you, around a lot. Yeah, if you've watched it, comment what you think or Yeah. Next week we'll have uh we'll have a second mic. Right now me and Sadie are sharing. We're gonna uh begin there's a not a there's a lot of new listeners. Um so you know, we're we're going to try and make it a little bit better for you guys. Uh, so we're getting a second mic so that way Sadie doesn't have to lean over and kind of be outside of the the talking range. But, yeah, we'll be getting a second mic. And because I'm getting a second mic, hopefully I'll be able to do some more interviews. So um, one of the one of the interviews, I don't know, the, these last couple of weeks, just with what we talked about last week with the Bible being a two-edged sword, um, and then we started talking about the book of Eli and then the conversation we, I had this past week, like, I don't know. I feel like maybe in the future at some point I'm going to try and get, um, I don't know some, I mean, I know a bunch of, I know a bunch of people who study the Bible and whatnot. So I'm going to try and find somebody that not only that I trust, but that someone is extremely knowledgeable, um, and can kind of explain, because here's the thing about the Bible. We're already at a minute 10, so it might be kind of late getting into this. But it's like the thing about the Bible is, is whether you believe it or not, what what the Bible is, is a tool, right? The tool can either be, I heard, I heard this a long time ago, and you can apply it to a lot of different things, right? But the Bible specifically, the Bible is a tool. You can either use it to build a church or a strip club. It just it depends on how you how you want to use it and how you want to interpret it, um, but what makes the Bible very special, right, is not only what it teaches, but how it was put together, how it was. Um, you know, there's a big misconception on how, how the Bible preserved. Yeah, how the Bible was put together as far as you know. There, like I said, the misconception is that it was 
you know, a bunch of old white dudes that got together in a room and wrote a bunch of stuff down so that way they can control the masses. There's there's a little bit of truth to that in the sense of it was a bunch of old white dusty dudes. Yeah, what they weren't white. They they weren't from They were Greek. The, or not Greek. Council of Nicaea. They weren't white. They're they Greek. were most likely darker complexion. You're stepping on my point. Anyways. The the process is kind of true. It was a bunch of guys compiling a bunch of information and because they were the only ones that had that power they were able to distribute the information that they wanted to the masses right just like the the main villain in this movie but when you because we live in this in today's world right if you can understand arabic if you can understand you were talking about the actual writers of like no, 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 no. But that's what I was I'm saying. About the the count- I said the council on Nicaea. Oh, that's okay, what I'm saying. Okay, okay. It was put together by a bunch of old white dusty dudes that put it together, but it and wasn't written up, by them. Right, right. Okay, that I was talking about being written by. Yeah, no, written by. That's a completely different thing. It goes back even way farther mm-hmm. than them. What I'm saying is, is because we live in this world, right? We're able to. If you know Aramaic, if you know Hebrew, if you know Greek, you're able to look at thousands and thousands and thousands of texts, right? And if there was any type of, uh, what's the word, error in any of those texts, right, it was taken out, right? And that's where people say, oh, they took stuff out of the Bible. It's like, well, no, there wasn't enough information. There wasn't enough text that all said the same thing for us to say, okay, this is the closest thing we have to the original, Right? And because I'm a dummy, I'm not good at explaining stuff like that. I want to bring somebody on, and I have a couple people in mind. I don't know if they would even be interested in doing it, but hopefully hopefully we can get some people on that can kind of explain that um, here here in the next couple of weeks. Like I said, we're getting our mic our second mic tomorrow, so we'll be we'll be doing we'll be doing that. Right? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that's gonna be the end of the episode. Uh, we're here at a minute. Uh, almost a minute and 15 or an hour. hour and 15 minutes. So yeah, you, we definitely went over our normal time, but, um, be sure to be sure to like subscribe, give stars, whatever it is on whatever you're listening on. Thank you to all the new listeners. Yeah. Yeah. And all the new people welcome. Um, and be sure to share. Uh, yeah, I think that's it guys. Bye. Bye. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.
sound right, boy. Sound right, boy.